On this episode of Catholics in the Capital, we have Monsignor Walter Rossi, rector of the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. And then later, Dan Dan, the radio man, he'll share the events of what's going on in D.C. Father Hurley at the bottom of the arrow will share prayers and more reflections of faith. Stay tuned, all that and more. Catholics in the Capital starts right now. Hello, I am your Catholic radio host, Christina Cox, and welcome to our new show, Catholics in the Capital. You know, it's no accident that you are on WMET 1160 AM on your dial. You are tuning in to our new show, Catholics in the Capital. Let me tell you what our new show is going to be about. It is an inspiring and uplifting Catholic radio program, and it's hosted right here in our nation's capital. This is where we meet and listen to interesting and motivating Catholic leaders, politicians, ambassadors, clergy members, military officers, business leaders, artists, musicians, all here in Washington, D.C. We hear their personal stories of faith in Jesus Christ and how they personally overcame adversity and strengthened their beliefs in God. This is a unique radio hour. It's filled with the Holy Spirit and packed with powerful stories of courage. Our special guests have walked through the storms of life with God, and they will enlighten us with hope and faith and their work in Catholic charity. So you won't want to miss our show. It all starts right here today. Just a little bit about me. My name is Christina Cox, your Catholic radio host for Catholics in the Capital. I am so honored to be hosted by Guadalupe Radio Network and showcased on WMET 1160 AM. I'm also the author of a book called Catholics in Washington, D.C., and the president of the National Museum of Catholic Art and Library. In my new book, Catholics in Washington, D.C., you will learn a little bit about Catholic history in our nation's capital. This is a great guide if you want to visit many of the historical sites and learn how Catholics have built many of our Catholic organizations and Catholic churches and universities and hospitals throughout the city. There's a very special neighborhood here in Northeast Washington, and they call it Little Rome or Little Vatican City. For this is the hub. This is where all the Catholic organizations are located, like the Catholic University of America, the Dominican House of Studies, Trinity Washington University, Pope John Paul Shrine, uh, Franciscan Monastery, the Archdiocese of the Military. There are so many places to see. But one of the most beautiful and holy sites is the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, where it's all dedicated to the Blessed Mother. You have to visit there, for they come from all over the world to make a pilgrimage to Our Lady. Stay tuned for our special guest today. For our opening show, we will be talking to the Reverend Monsignor Walter Rossi, who is the rector of the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. Monsignor will be joining us, and we will talk about the unveiling of the Trinity Dome, which is going on today, right now. Let me give you a few quick facts about the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. First, it took over 100 years to complete the Basilica. Second, approximately 1 million visitors come to the shrine each year. 
third, it's always a place that the Pope goes to and visits, and he does Mass. And when His Holiness comes to Washington, D.C., it's always on the tour. And they have 80 beautiful chapels dedicated to the Blessed Mother. So stay tuned. You're going to hear all about it. You know, friends, today is the feast day of the Immaculate Conception, and this is the most important Marian feast in the liturgical calendar of the Roman Catholic Church, and it's celebrated in many countries around the world. The significance and the meaning is the belief that the most pure and sinless conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary is without original sin. It's celebrated with festive pageantry, grand fireworks, cultural dancing, religious and military processions and masses. And today, on December 8th, 2017, is the holy day, is a holy day of obligation for the Roman Catholic Church. So don't forget to get to Mass tonight if you were working today. You may have heard the saying in, in the miraculous prayer. O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. And O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. If you closed your eyes and said that prayer, may Mary bless you with some great, great gifts and answer your prayer or intercede to you, for you, for the, to her son, Jesus Christ. You will not want to miss this great interview with Monsignor Walter Rossi coming up. And on the hour, we have Dan Dan, the radio man, and he will join me to talk about the events that you will want to see around the city, what's happening, what concerts are, are out, what exhibits are being done. Later, Father Jack, as we call him, Father Jack Hurley, a wonderful priest from the Cathedral of St. Matthews the Apostle, will be joining us, and he is a weekly guest. At the bottom of the hour, Father Jack shares reflections, prayers, and exciting stories of the saints, and info on all the Cathedral of St. Matthews events, masses, and concerts. By the way, this Saturday is the Walk with Mary on December 9th, hosted by the Archdiocese of Washington. Information is on adw.org slash WWM hashtag Walk with Mary. This is a procession going on in D.C. celebrating the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And there are, there's a special mass also after the cathedral of St. Matthew's. I believe it's either the 10 and the 1130 where they're having Hispanic feasts of wonderful Spanish dishes, and that will be going on in uh, the side part of the church after the Mass this Sunday. And you can find all more information on Catholics in the Capitol, our Facebook page this week, or email me, Cox at grnonline.com. So stay right here on Catholics in the Capitol, but we'll be right back with our exclusive interview with Monsignor Walter Rossi. 
Instead of fighting the crowds, isn't it so much easier to hop online and do your shopping in the comfort of your own home? Did you know that you can help the Guadalupe Radio Network when you shop online? All you need to do is shop on Amazon Smile and 0.5% of your purchase goes to the GRN. Just go to AmazonSmile.com and select La Promesa Foundation as your nonprofit of choice. La Promesa is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio. It's that simple to give a little extra help to the Guadalupe Radio Network. Not sure what gift to get for your loved one or what book to read next? Go to Pascal Lamb. Pascal Lamb is a full-service Catholic bookstore and gift shop. Located in Fairfax, Virginia, Pascal Lamb has a large variety of top-quality merchandise and a knowledgeable staff. We're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. For more information, call 703-273-5956 or shop online at pascallamb.com. On Sunday, December 17th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., come to the third annual Advent Concert and Carols at the St. John Paul II National Shrine. The concert will feature beautiful hymns and reflections from St. John Paul II on the Nativity Story. Hot chocolate will be served during intermission. It will conclude with singing famous carols around a Christmas tree. For more information, go to jp2shrine.org. That is jp2shrine.org. This time of year is a time to celebrate the abundance of God's blessing in our lives and also to remember those among us who struggle with poverty. Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Arlington are looking for people to put together care bags for those in need. Catholic Charities will distribute the care bags using their mobile response center vehicle. To learn more about the Care Bags Project, how to put the bags together, and where to drop the bags off, contact Sally O'Dwyer at S-O-D-W-Y-E-R at ccda.net. For all you listeners out there who want to help WMET 1160 AM with the capital campaign to purchase a station, we are looking for volunteers to give short presentations on our behalf. If you're interested and want to learn more, please call us at 877-636-1160 or email us at wmet at grnonline.com. That is 877-636-1160 or at wmet at grnonline.com. If you are looking to make the most of Advent this season, then join the St. John Paul II National Shrine for talks titled O Come Emmanuel on Sundays. Every Sunday from December 3rd through December 24th at 6 p.m., there will be a featured talk followed by time for contemplative prayer and vespers. All are invited to stay for Mass at 7 p.m. For more information, go to jp2shrine.org. That is jp2shrine.org. Welcome back to Catholics in the Capital. I'm Christina Cox. And now, at this part of the show... We are going to have our very special guest, Reverend Monsignor Walter R. Rossi, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about him. Monsignor Rossi was a native of Dunmore, Pennsylvania, and the oldest of five children, born to Robert and Loretta Rossi. He earned a Bachelor of Science degree in accounting from the University of Scranton, Pennsylvania, and a Master of Divinity degree from St. Joseph's College and Seminary in Yonkers, New York. Ordained in 1987 for the Diocese of Scranton, Father Rossi served as a parochial vicar and religious teacher before pursuing graduate studies in canon law at the Catholic University of America, where he earned his licentiate degree. 
1997, he began an eight-year term as associate rector and director of the pilgrimage at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. In 2004, Pope John Paul II named him the chaplain to His Holiness. In 2005, Monsignor Rossi was appointed the second rector of the Basilica of the National Shrine. His first official task as rector was the dedication of the oratory of Our Lady of Altorating in Bavaria on April 16th, the 78th birthday then of Cardinal Ratzinger. Three years later to the day, Monsignor Rossi welcomed Pope Benedict XVI to the Basilica. In the addition to the papal visit, Monsignor Rossi has hosted several firsts in the shrine's history, among them the exhibit and concert by the Russian Orthodox Church broadcast live on EWTN and later in Moscow, and the unveiling of the commemorative stamp by the United States Post Office honoring Mother Teresa of Calcutta on the 100th anniversary of her birth. Under his supervisions, the National Shrine has completed several new construction projects, including two mosaic domes, four new chapels, an ar- a new archive, three oratories, new sanctuary, new mosaic, and the installation of sculpture in relief. Monsignor Rossi is past president of the National Association of the Shrine and the Pilgrimage Apostolate and is on the board of trustees of the Catholic University of America. He is a member of the Canon Law Society of America and the UNICO National and is a Knight of Columbus, fourth degree, and a Knight of the Equestrian Order of the Holy Sepulchre of Jerusalem. Wow, that's quite a resume. Thank you so much, Monsignor Rossi, for joining us today. We're so excited to have you. I know it's going to be a busy week because you're here to tell us all about the Basilica of the National Shrine and how the Trinity Dome is going to be unveiled today. So let me begin by asking you, the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception honors the Blessed Virgin Mary. How old is the shrine, and can you do visitors make pilgrimage pilgrimages there? And how many visitors do you get a year? Well, first of all, Christina, let me say thank you for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be with you, and also a great pleasure to always speak about the National Shrine. The National Shrine was begun in 1920 when the foundation stone was placed, and So right now we are at our 97th anniversary of existence. But of course, once the foundation stone was placed, then construction had to begin. And that actually began and took place in two different stages. The first from 1920 till the Depression hit in 1930, and then everything stopped. And so the crypt level was the only part of the shrine to be completed for a good 20 years until 1951, when the Great Upper Church construction began, and that was completed in 1959. Yes, 
we have visitors throughout the course of the year and people do make pilgrimage and that is the main purpose of the shrine. The shrine was established as being a place of pilgrimage in honor of our Blessed Mother under her title of the Immaculate Conception. And so what people don't always know is that the National Shrine is not a parish church. Mm -hmm. We are strictly and solely a Marian sanctuary, a place of pilgrimage. And annually, we receive approximately one million visitors. And they come to us through daily Mass, Sunday Mass. They come to us during diocesan pilgrimages, multicultural pilgrimages, and then, of course, for private devotion. Wonderful. Well, it's the largest Catholic church in the United States and in North America. It's one of the most beautiful basilicas in the world. And it's known for its 80 chapels and artworks and stories of the, of the Virgin Mary that are from so many beautiful places in the world. On the feast day of the Immaculate Conception on December 8th, you will complete the basilica ceiling with the Trinity Dome. Can you tell us about the Trinity Dome project, how it began, and how Pope Francis came to bless it? Well, I think, first of all, Christina, it's important to know that although the shrine structure was completed in 1959, since that time we've been working to complete the decoration of the shrine, and we have done so over the past several decades, and especially the past 10 years or so, we have really worked to embellish and complete the shrine with the mosaic dome ceilings. And that goes back to the year 2005 when we added the first mosaic ceiling, which was the Redemption Dome. And then following that, we added the Knights of Columbus Incarnation Dome, and then we took care of the dome above the organ. And right now, as you mentioned, we have completed the Trinity Dome, which fills the central dome of the great upper church. And this is a project that has been in the works, we could really say, since the beginning of the upper church construction because like with everything else in the shrine, we are following the iconography which was dictated back in the 1950s when the upper church was being built. And so the domes that fill the upper church follow their instructions, as does this Trinity Dome, which follows the 1953 iconography committee's plan. So the Trinity Dome began uh, its project, uh, was all kind of mapped out? It was uh, mapped out in the 1950s, and then about three years ago, we had decided with the approval of our Board of Trustees that it was now time to move forward, working toward installing this mosaic. And so this has been a three-year process, which has involved an awful lot of hands, a lot of expert workers. Um, between artists and mosaicists and construction workers and architects and, of course, as you mentioned, also Pope Francis. Yes, and tell us about when that. when Pope Francis came to the National Shrine in 2015 for the canonization of St. Junipero Serra, we had prepared one section of the mosaic for the Holy Father to bless. And that is the central part of the creed, which begins, I believe, in one God, together with the last part of the creed, which is the word Amen. And so we had that section prepared, placed in a frame, 
and then it was waiting for the Holy Father upon yes. his arrival to the sacristy to vest for Mass, and there he blessed this image, this Im- part of the mosaic. Uh, his Holiness must have been very excited and to be part of it, to be able to have that chance. Well, he was smiling, so I think that's a good, <laughs> that's a good sign. Very good. Well, the Trinity Dome is the central and the largest dome in the shrine. So let's talk, and it's called, what, the crowning jewel of the, of the shrine as well? And well, it was, that is something that I refer to it as, as being the crowning jewel, because it's the last part of the shrine to be completed. It is the largest dome in the shrine. It's one of the largest domes in the world. And so it crowns all of our work. Yes, and you launched it on Mother's Day, May 14th, 2017. Was, was Mother's this- Day was the launching of the National Collection. The project itself was launched about three years ago, and then uh, officially last year when we started speaking to the bishops and we received permission from the Bishops' Conference for a National Collection to complete this project. So Donald Cardinal Whirl, Archbishop of Washington, declared that Trinity Dome will be a wonder to behold and a gift not only to our church, but to the entire country. He must have been very in favor of the project and very excited as well. How do you feel that the uh, legend of the shrine will be around the Trinity Dome since it's the last completion? Well, first of all, Cardinal Whirl was more than in favor of this project. It was he who has helped us from the very beginning plant out the project, move the project forward. He is the one who encouraged the project to take place. He's the one who helped us to raise the funds. He's the one who went to the bishops asking for permission for a national collection. And he is the one who has basically enthusiastically supported the entire project from the very beginning going back three years ago. Well, that's so wonderful. Well, I really want to know is how many mosaic artists were involved and how high is the ceiling? Give us the details about um, the structure and uh, what it's made out of and, and the artists and so forth. Well, I think one of the most daunting numbers for this project is the number of mosaic tesserae, those are the little glass pieces that actually make up the mosaic. And so when you see this dome completed, the dome itself is over 15 million pieces of mosaic glass. It's incredible. And the total area of the mosaic is almost 20,000 square feet. And even as you're looking at the images, you're looking at them from the floor, the, the, the nave of the floor up to the ceiling, which is 150 feet in the air, and everything looks smaller, but when you're up on top of the mosaic, as I was during the project, these images, especially of God the Father, God the Son, and Our Lady, are 36 feet tall. Sounds breathtaking. And at one point, I had placed my hand in the hand of God in the mosaic, and my hand is daunted in the hand of a 36-foot image. What an experience. The only thing I can relate to is the Michelangelo project because of the height and the scaffolding and all of that. I'm speaking with Monsignor Rossi, who is the rector of the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, and we will be right back. Catholics in the Capitol will return right after this break on 1160 AM WMET. 
On the 22nd of each month, come to the St. John Paul II National Shrine for Evenings with Merciful Jesus. All are welcome to join the Sisters of Our Lady of Mercy for adoration with praise and worship, confession, a talk by one of the sisters, and a small group reflection. Recognize that God's mercy is greater than our sins, so that we call upon Him with trust, receive His mercy, and let it flow through us to others. For more information, go to jp2shrine.org. That is jp2shrine.org. CMF Curo is the Catholic healthcare ministry that is affordable and fits into your family's healthcare needs. But don't take our word for it. Here's what our members say. We join primarily to gain peace of mind that any medical bills we incurred would be paid for and especially to avoid financially assisting the culture of death. We were thrilled to learn the cost of membership was significantly lower than average healthcare costs. Learn more at mycatholichealthcare.com. CMF Curo, healthcare fully alive. Come visit the beautiful family-owned Rappahannock Cellars Vineyard and Winery nestled in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Sample award-winning wines and fall in love with our refreshing white wines and deep, bold reds. Rappahannock Cellars is open seven days a week for walk-in wine tastings from 11.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Bring a picnic or even reserve our beautiful location for your private party to celebrate friends, family, and the joy of wine. Rappahannock Cellars, revolutionizing Virginia wine. Did you know taking the oral contraceptive pill for cycle irregularities may delay or prevent a diagnosis? Try the alternative in NAPRO Technology Approaches, networking natural family planning and women's health, which can help discover the underlying cause. You can find your local fertility care center at fertilitycare.org forward slash Maryland or visit adw.org forward slash family for in-person or distance learning options. Your cycles and your doctor's care in harmony with your spirituality. Rejoice, be glad. If this does not sound like you, then you need to go to RejoiceBeGlad.com. Author Melanie Rigney provides wonderful and inspiring stories on the lives of Catholic women saints. This website is filled with insights, resources, and articles on saints. For Guadalupe Radio listeners, for a limited time, go to RejoiceBeGlad.com forward slash GRN for a package at special pricing. That's RejoiceBeGlad.com forward slash GRN. Not sure what gift to get for your loved one or what book to read next? Go to Paschal Lamb. Paschal Lamb is a full-service Catholic bookstore and gift shop. Located in Fairfax, Virginia, Paschal Lamb has a large variety of top-quality merchandise and a knowledgeable staff. We're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. For more information, call 703-273-5956 or shop online at PascalLamb.com. Welcome back to Catholics in the Capital. Here's your host, Christina Cox. Today we have Father Jack Hurley from the Cathedral of St. Matthews. Father's going to talk with us today about the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. And he's going to share with us the meaning and what it means during the month of December to celebrate with Our Lady. Hello, Father Jack. How are you? Fine, thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. It's uh, certainly uh, wonderful to be able to come together with you and speak about the patron of our, of our nation. At the Feast of the Immaculate Conception of our Blessed Mother, we know, celebrates the conception of Mary and her mother Anna's womb without the stain of original sin. 
Sometimes people might confuse this with the Annunciation, uh, but that relates, of course, to the conception of Jesus in Mary. As Pope Pius IX declared on December 8th, 1854, this, quote, singular grace and privilege, unquote, was given to her, quote, in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, unquote. But already at the First Council of Baltimore, that's the first meeting of the leaders of the church in the United States, in 1846, the U.S. Catholic bishops had already chosen Mary under her title of the Immaculate Conception as the patron saint of our country. And in 1859, we recall how in her apparition to Bernadette at Lourdes, Mary identified herself as the Immaculate Conception. The celebration this year here in Washington is an especially wonderful one. At a special mass celebrated by Cardinal Whirl, Cardinal Farrell, Kevin Farrell, representing the Vatican, and many bishops and priests in the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception, the effort began nearly 100 years ago in 1920 to erect this wonderful church finally will be completed with the blessing of the just finished Holy Trinity Dome with the numerous saints surrounding it. The Basilica of the Shrine of the Immaculate Conception is of course an amazing indication of our nation's esteem of the Blessed Mother. This magnificent edifice can therefore certainly be considered our national shrine. So it is that we are honored in this year's celebration of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception to rejoice as we pray, O Mary, conceive without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Yes, I know that prayer well, Father. I'm very excited about what they're going to be doing at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. And yes, I have heard that uh, Kevin Cardinal Farrell will be coming from the Vatican. I believe he's with the Pontifical Council of the Laity, correct? Right. And he previously was here in Washington for several years. Uh, He was involved in the uh, Spanish uh, ministry and then was an auxiliary bishop uh, here before he was transferred to Dallas. And then as we, as you pointed out now, went to Rome. I've been in that cathedral of Guadalupe in Dallas, Texas, and we had an unveiling of our museum's uh, Pieta by Michelangelo, the replica. And that was uh, on view at that cathedral in Dallas for quite a while. So Murphy inserted a statue <laughs> of St. Patrick there because, of course, <laughs> Cardinal Farrell originally is from Ireland. That's right. And he has a brother, doesn't he, that's also a priest? That's right. And, and, and a bishop in, in, at the Vatican. Wow. And, well, I'm looking forward to when uh, we can also go to Ireland for the World Youth Day in August of 2018. Are you going to be there? 
I, I would look forward to it with this uh, focus on, uh, on family and, and all. And it certainly uh, will be important for that nation, which has uh, gone through quite a few changes of late, you know, in its, uh, in its Catholic identity. I'm going back to um, Our Lady for a second and the Immaculate Conception. Let me just ask you, uh, I remember growing up as a child seeing my mother always wear that medal around her mm -hmm. neck. That's and the Miraculous Medal. The Miraculous right. Medal. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we do have a novena at the cathedral every Wednesday evening to Our Lady of the Miraculous Medal. And this recounts the period when in the 1830s already, uh, Mary appeared to St. Catherine Labouré at uh, a church in, in, in Paris in, and in that chapel. She encouraged that uh, a, a medal be struck. Uh, and in, in this, she identifies herself already as the Immaculate Conception. And is it true, like, if you are wearing the medal and then you hold it, in your hand and you say, O Mary, conceive without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee three times. Do people do that in a tradition? Uh, they do in different ways. I myself, because I do have some uh, allergies, uh, hang it from my keychain. <laughs> <laughs> well, it helps. It doesn't matter where you're carrying it, but if you're carrying it, I'm sure that it will bring some graces to you. Father, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to more of these stories coming up as we head towards Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for joining us on Catholics in the Capitol. And next we have joining us will be Dan, Dan, the radio man. And he's going to be joining us with telling us what's going on in our nation's capital, what events, exhibits, concerts are going on, what should we be doing when we're visiting this beautiful city, Washington, D.C. Stay tuned, WMET, 1160 AM. A message from the website catholicsexuality.com. We all want a happy life with love, joy, and peace. An understanding of God's gift of sexuality is important to achieve our goals. Our website is in complete harmony with church teaching of God's gift, which beautifully leads to the happiness we seek. So come spend some time with us. Watch our videos alone or with loved ones. There are no charges. CatholicSexuality.com Welcome back to Catholics in the Capital. Here's your host, Christina Cox. Hi, welcome back. I'm Christina Cox, and I'm with Catholics in the Capitol. And now we get to the fun part of the show of what things are there to do in Washington, D.C. And guess who I have on? I have Dan, the radio man, our general manager. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hello, Christina. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, let's talk about some things to do here in the city of Washington. So if some of our listeners are in Virginia or Maryland or they're just visiting for a few days, they want to drop downtown and visit some fun places, let's talk about what are some good things to go see. Yeah, let's. And I'm looking forward to this because I know you're the person who knows what's going on around town, and so you'll give us some good tips and advice. It's true. I'm always out. After I'm working on the radio, then I'm out at night seeing what's, uh, what's happening. Well, one of the favorite things that I'd like to see, I haven't seen yet, but is the President John F. Kennedy exhibit called Creating Camelot, 
the Kennedy photography by Jack Lowe. And Jack Lowe was, of course, the private photographer for the for President Kennedy. And that's going to be at the News Museum, uh, which is located at 555 Pennsylvania Avenue Northwest. And it's open on Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5. Um, but that museum is not free. Got to pay there. It's The tickets are $21. And if you want to take the kids, it's $12. Uh, a ticket to go see that exhibit and lots of interesting things on the life of President Kennedy. Um, I think that we talked about uh, that they're going to release the files, right? Yeah, uh, as uh, it's already happened, they released the files. Um, and so that was under this current administration. So that should be very interesting because right? I know uh, a lot of people are a huge fan of President Kennedy and we know, you know, a lot to deal with uh, his story and, you know, the assassination. So it's going to interest a lot of people. Now, Christina, we know um, you're the author of uh, Catholics in Washington, D.C. So I'm guessing you learned something about uh, President Kennedy that, you know, very few people know or not many people would know about. Can you share something with sure, us? Sure, Dan. Well, you know, I have a whole chapter of John F. Kennedy and the Catholic side of him in my book, Catholics in Washington, D.C., which you can get on Amazon.com. And I worked with the John F. Kennedy Museum and the archivist there, and they were able to um, uh, send me the pictures that I, I picked out. I think one of the most interesting pictures that I loved is the picture of John F. Kennedy's communion picture in his knickers. That was really uh, interesting. I never saw that one before. And there are many other great uh, photographs of him coming out of Mass at the Cathedral of St. Matthews. And I remember you telling me a story about uh, his mother that was uh, rather interesting, uh, not typical. Can you t- tell the listeners about that real quick? Well, what I, what I found out is his mother, Rose Kennedy, used to call him up, especially if it was a, a day of holy obligation, and said, Jack, don't forget to go to Mass. And he always obeyed his mother because she was the one who taught the religion to all the children in the family. So that was uh, something that always stuck in my mind. Yeah, and it it reminds me a little little bit of my mother. I'm sure a lot of mothers out there who've uh, done that for their children also. And then uh, I think uh, you mentioned there's another event coming up at the the Kennedy Center. Oh, yes. There's going to be a a wonderful ballet, the Washington... Um, ballet presents the Russian masters. As you know, Dan, the the Russians are in the news these days. So it opens up at the 2017 to 2018 Kennedy Center. We'll have a, have a season of the ballet where uh, the choreographers has shaped and influ- influenced the art form in the last 175 years. So the tickets are $25 to $140 at the Kennedy Center Eisenhower Theater. Well, thank you for those uh, two uh, wonderful events for people to check out around town. Well, thank you, Dan, the radio man, for joining us. And that was exciting to hear what's going on in Washington, D.C. When we come back, Monsignor Rossi will join Christina Cox again on Catholics in the Capitol right here on 1160 AM WMET. CMF Curo is the Catholic health care ministry that is affordable and fits into your family's health care needs. But don't take our word for it. Here's what our members say. We join primarily to gain peace of mind that any medical bills we incurred would be paid for and especially to avoid financially assisting the culture of death. We were thrilled to learn the cost of membership was significantly lower than average healthcare costs. Learn more at mycatholichealthcare.com. CMF Curo, healthcare fully alive. On Sunday, December 17th, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., come to the third annual Advent Concert and Carols at the St. John Paul II National Shrine. 
The concert will feature beautiful hymns and reflections from St. John Paul II on the Nativity Story. Hot chocolate will be served during intermission. It will conclude with singing famous carols around a Christmas tree. For more information, go to jp2shrine.org. That is jp2shrine.org. Not sure what gift to get for your loved one or what book to read next? Go to Pascal Lamb. Pascal Lamb is a full-service Catholic bookstore and gift shop. Located in Fairfax, Virginia, Pascal Lamb has a large variety of top-quality merchandise and a knowledgeable staff. We're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. For more information, call 703-273-5956 or shop online at pascallamb.com. For all you listeners out there who want to help WMET 1160 AM with the capital campaign to purchase a station, we are looking for volunteers to give short presentations on our behalf. If you're interested and want to learn more, please call us at 877-636-1160 or email us at WMET at grnonline.com. That is 877-636-1160 or at WMET at grnonline.com. Hi, I'm Christina Cox, and we are back with Monsignor Walter Rossi. And we're going to continue with the conversation we were having about the Trinity Dome that will be unveiled today at the Basilica. And he's going to tell us all about who is going to be there. Hello, Monsignor. Hello, Christina. Thank you. (laughs) Welcome back. Tell us about the ceremony, and can anyone attend the uh, unveiling? Yes, anyone can attend. The Mass will be celebrated by... Cardinal Whirl, who is the Archbishop of Washington and also serves as the chairman of the National Shrine Board of Trustees. We will have a number of bishops with us as well as a number of priest concelebrants. And also we are so very pleased that Pope Francis has chosen to be with us in sending to us an extraordinary papal envoy in the person of Cardinal Kevin Farrell, who is currently the prefect for the dicastery of family and life in Rome. And Cardinal Farrell was also a priest of Washington years ago, was ordained in the upper church of the shrine, a bishop. And even during his time as Bishop of Dallas, Texas, he was a member of our board of trustees. So we're really happy that the Holy Father chose to send Cardinal Farrell to be with us. Oh, that's very exciting. And will there be a special program or a music and blessing or can you give us Well, a the blessing of the dome will take place within the context of mass and basically the way the ceremony will flow is after Cardinal Whirl delivers the homily. Mm-hmm. Then Cardinal Farrell will present the message of the Holy Father which again is a special privilege for us that Pope Francis wrote a letter to all of those gathered at the National Shrine for this dedication. And I have seen a copy of the letter, which is written in Latin and signed by Pope Francis. And then after that letter is read by Cardinal Farrell, we will proceed to dedicate the Trinity Dome, which will take place with a prayer of blessing and then an insensation. And Ever since the dome has been completed this past summer, we were looking for a way to keep it covered until the dedication. 
Well, with a nearly 20,000 square foot dome, it's kind of hard to hide it. <laughs> and so what we did was we have blocked out all of the windows. There are 36 windows that surround the dome. And then we kept the lights off. Oh, that's interesting. And so after Cardinal Worrell prays the prayer of blessing and pours incense into the thurible, as the incense starts to rise, the lights will go on, the music will begin, and the dome will be dedicated. Well, it sounds like quite a moment in history at the Basilica. I mean, I can't help to think that this was a multi-million dollar project, a big undertaking and fundraising. Tell us how you managed to reach out to visitors from all over the country. And tell us, can a donor give any amount? Well, I think the first thing that needs to be said is that the National Shrine, from its very beginning, is the work of Catholics in the United States. They are the ones who supported us from the moment the foundation stone was placed. Some of the older folks that might be listening today might recall that back in the 20s and 30s, there were penny collections for the National Shrine. And since the shrine began, it has been Catholics in the United States who have supported us, who keep our doors open, and they're the ones who also made this Trinity Dome happen. Cardinal Whirl and I were able to raise funds from some of our friends and um, our close associates. And then with the national collection back on Mother's Day weekend, once again, the Catholic faithful of the United States showed their dedication to Our Lady by making a gift to our Heavenly Mother on Mother's Day. And so these funds are what helped make this dome a reality. Do you still need donors to uh, finish the project? Yes, we're still a little bit short. And uh, so if there are people who are interested in assisting us, we take donations of any sizes. As I mentioned to someone the other day when they asked me about uh, donation, I said, I'm basically a beggar and I take what I get. Well, can you share with us, as, uh, is there a website for the Trinity Dome? There is. If you go to the National Shrine website, you'll see a link to the Trinity Dome or you go to trinitydome.com. Wow, that's interesting. Well, if you're listening out there and you'd like to learn more about the Trinity Dome or like make a donation, please uh, do that. Well, next month, you're planning the Basilica to host the National Prayer Vigil for Life on January 18th and the 19th. And I think you've invited um, Timothy Cardinal Dolan to be with the, with the other cardinals and bishops and priests and deacons. And I understand you have quite um, uh, 20 million pilgrimage, uh, pilgrims coming to on the eve of the vigil. Can you tell us about that program? Well, for many years now, the National Shrine has, in fact, hosted the annual Vigil for Life, which precedes the March for Life. And as you mentioned, Cardinal Dolan will be the celebrant and the homilist for the Vigil for Life. And the celebrant and homilist for that Mass is always the bishop who is in charge of pro-life activities for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops Pro-Life Secretariat. And so with that, Cardinal Dolan has the Mass, and we will have nearly 10,000 people with us for that Mass. And that Mass is an annual event which really and truly shows the beauty of our Catholic people and their support for life. As 
Catholic people from all over the country descend on the National Shrine and Washington for the march and raise their voices in prayer and in praise and in petition, asking the Lord to protect all of life from natural conception to natural end. And you also have confessions at that time as well? Following the Mass, there is a vigil which consists of holy hours, which are sponsored by the different seminaries from throughout the United States. And they're taking place in the Crypt Church. And that goes from after Mass until 6 o'clock the next morning. And during the course of the night, there are also confessions available. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, you must have a lot going on in the month of December with Christmas coming up. Tell us a little bit what it's like to go to the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception at Christmas time. Well, if you are in Washington or if you plan to come to Washington or maybe you should plan to come to Washington, come to visit us at the National Shrine because of the fact that, first of all, the shrine itself is beautiful without decorations. But when it's decorated for Christmas, it is magnificent. We put up nearly 60 trees and have poinsettias galore. In addition, our music program is one of the finest in the country, if not, well, I'm biased, but it is the finest. Yes. Dr. Latona and our choir do a magnificent job. And so our masses are well attended. And 12 o'clock mass noon is our solemn mass with Cardinal Whirl and our choir. And our vigil mass is at 1030 with Archbishop Christoph Pierre, the nuncio to the United States, with our choir. And then also I think it's important to know that not only do we have our masses, but we also have a annual Christmas dinner for the poor and those who would be alone Christmas afternoon in our Shrine Cafeteria. How many seats are there in, um, in the Basilica? We seat roughly about 3,000 people comfortably. Wow. But, of course, like the Vigil for Life you mentioned earlier, we get about 10,000 people. Easter Sunday, 10,000 people. They're all over the place. Well, all the times I've been there, Monsignor, it's always packed. I mean, you can't even get a seat some, t some Sundays. That's, that's what we want. That's a good problem yeah. to have. So, you know what's great about that? You know, we some people say, oh, people aren't going to church anymore. Well, if you go to the Basilica, that's not the case, right? No, I think that's a very good point. Because of the fact that we are not a parish church, we have people from all over and people who come to us want to be there. They don't have to be there. And therefore, it says to me that faith is alive and well and congratulations to our faithful people. Well, Monsignor, would you be able to share a prayer with us? Well, I thought that might be most appropriate to conclude uh, with the prayer that we use for the Trinity Dome because of the fact that the United States is dedicated to Mary Immaculate. She is our patroness and the patroness of the National Shrine. And so this prayer encompasses not only the National Shrine, the Most Holy Trinity, but also it speaks of petition for our nation. And so with that, let us pray. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother. In union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, 
We wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of this nation. Guard the innocence of our children. Grant the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the poor, the tempted, the sinner, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. Well, thank you, Monsignor Rossi, for your outstanding Catholic leadership and for all the work you do and for jo joining us today on Catholics in the Capitol. May God bless you and your family and your wonderful staff at the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Christina. Pleasure to be here. Well, that concludes Catholics in the Capitol, and what an interview it was. I want to thank Monsignor Rossi for his Catholic leadership in joining us and informing us about the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. I can't wait to go and see the new Trinity Dome. How about you? What a masterpiece in art, and it's all part of Catholic history in our nation's capital. This was such a wonderful and blessed day to open up our first show, Catholics in the Capitol, on the feast day of the Immaculate Conception. Please tune in next week when our special guest or one of my old friends will be joining us, former U.S. Ambassador Raymond Flynn of the Holy See. And he was two-time mayor of Boston. And my other New York friend, Dr. Robin Smith, author of Cells for the New Cure. Ambassador Ray Flint will talk about his former role as ambassador to the Holy See and what is going on at the Vatican between the Pope and the President. I mean, the role is about diplomatic and global situations of how the ambassador must rely the messages between the President and the Pope. And he will share with us some insights about the new ambassador, Clarista Gingrich, and now appointed as the U.S. Ambassador to the Holy See. You'll want to hear all about that, so don't forget to tune in next week. Dr. Robin Smith will talk about her new book and how adult stem cell research is finding new cures for rare diseases, how she met Pope Francis and has an exclusive partnership with the Vatican, plus her new international conference coming up in the spring in Vatican City in April of 2018. Father Jack Hurley will be back next week to pray with us. Come learn about the lives of the saints with Father Jack. He will share with us of how the saints can intercede for us and help us with our prayerful requests to God for our family and friends. We, boy, we really need that, don't we? And Dan Dan, the radio man, GRN's general manager, I will talk about the D.C. happenings around town and what to see and where to plan your visit. When you come to Washington, you have to listen to our program and learn where to go and what to see. And that's why it's great to be Catholic and visiting our nation's capital.
And this show could not be possible without our fantastic announcer, Mike Washabaugh, and who was our board operator and announcer for Catholics in, in the Capitol. But until then, I'd like to ask you to go to our Catholics in the Capitol Facebook page and give us a like. Tell us who your favorite saint is. Let us shout out a prayer for you on our show. Send me an email. You can go to christinacox at grnonline.com. If you have any questions, just email me. And get my book on Amazon.com, or you may order it at Barnes & Noble. It will make a great Christmas gift for someone who loves Washington, D.C. And ending in the short prayer, I'd like to say this prayer for Our Lady Guadalupe, Mother of the Americas. Extend your protection over all nations in this continent and renew their fidelity to Christ. Inspire their political leaders to pursue policies of of equality and justice. Protect Juan Diego's brothers and sisters from discrimination. Care for all children. Keep families united. That your clemency, your compassion, and your protection be manifested through your holy image. We ask you this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Such a beautiful prayer. Thanks be to God. I am Christina Cox, your radio host for Catholics in the Capitol. And don't forget to tune in next Friday at 1 p.m. We'll be here. God bless the Roman Catholic Church and God bless America.